Hey, this is Daryl Strawberry, and you listen to The Daniel Baldwin Show. This is Anthony Munoz, and you're listening to The Daniel Baldwin Show on ESPN. Hi, this is Bruce Smith, and you're listening to The Daniel Baldwin Show. Hi, this is Cornelius Bennett, and you're listening to The Daniel Baldwin Show here on ESPN. Jim Kelly, you're listening to The Daniel Baldwin Show on ESPN Radio. This is Chris Berman, a.k.a. The Swami. I am predicting that you are listening to The Daniel Baldwin Show on ESPN Radio. Hi, it's Dean Kane. You're listening to The Daniel Baldwin Show on ESPN Radio, and so am I. This is the Daniel Baldwin Show. A woman on the radio. Welcome to the big show. We're here, we're live, we're making it happen. I got all kinds of things I need to talk about. Um, I have asked uh, his honor, Judge Joseph Salzone, to sit in as we have another legal issue oh, to go over Oh, for God's today. sakes. Um, certainly is the busiest court in the country at this you know, point. Your Honor, I beg your pardon. I know that you have other civil responsibilities to take care of that are probably far, far more uh, important than this. But because True. it just happened, while it's fresh on people's minds, mm-hmm. I would remind the court of memory lapses that Mr. Sebelia has had in the past. Uh, uh, and, and in addressing such, I would ask um, <clears throat> Forrest to please come in with the legal documents. Forrest? Forrest, please can come I in with just, the legal documents. Can we just start this show? <laughs> can we, do, we are starting the show, Paulie. We are starting the show. Forrest will be presenting me with the legal documents. Please hand them here, Forrest. Um, what I'm what I am going to uh, ask you about is a civil matter, Your Honor. It's not a legal matter of, um, as far as criminal court is concerned. All right. So I would ask you to consider switching. We are suing Mr. Sebelia. We are suing him for uh, damages to uh, defamation of character. Uh, and as far as my client, Forrest Gump, um, uh, it, the inference was directly made yesterday that Forrest did not attend Lemoyne University. Not what I said. Did you guys I, I pull beg the your pardon, audio? Your, I, beg your, I beg your pardon, Your Honor. Whether or not he is uh, ready for this ex parte or not, you guys just blatantly is, is, don't is, listen. Is, is, is is irrelevant to me. I, again, I would I would caution the court to warn Mr. Sabilia about what the penalties are um, if he is going to be uh, detained for his outlandish behavior and interruptions. Uh, I will show you Mr. Here. Baldwin, please proceed. Yes, thank you so much, Your Honor. Uh, as you can see here, Exhibit A, Your Honor, is uh, the acceptance letter to Lemoyne University for my client. It's currently being analyzed by Mr. Grossvent. Yes. Dear Neil, <laughs> congratulations on behalf of the Committee of Admission. It gives me great pleasure to inform you on your acceptance to Lemoyne College as a member of the class that will be entering fall 2016. I received that December 2015. You're out of order, young man. Please oh, don't speak. Sorry, sorry. Please don't speak. Thank you so much. I know let your, that the, defense, let I, your <clears throat> lawyer speak. I'm here. I know that the... Uh, um, this is Defense front, Exhibit A? This is Defense... I'd like that please marked by your honor if you would accept it. So marked. As, as uh, Defense Exhibit A. Um, and, and furthermore, obviously, an acceptance letter would not be enough evidence to prove that Forrest actually went to Lemoyne University. I will show you his academic transcript from when he attended the university, including the classes that he attended, that he attended um, as proof that Mr. Gump did indeed attend Lemoyne University. Contrary, defense Exhibit B. That would be Defense Exhibit B if you choose to accept it, Your Honor. I accept. Thank you, Your Honor. So admitted. Uh, so as you can see uh, in in these documents, Mr. Gump did actually attend Lemoyne University. Not what I said. The, I'm, I'm sorry, Your Honor. I thought I heard a window open. Um, <laughs> so, 
<laughs> so, so with with this said, Your Honor, I would like to, uh, with a brief synopsis of what has taken place, Mr. Gump has received several tweets, other outreaches of outlandish proportion on social media, along with his family being damaged. We are seeking a free lunch paid by Polly in, 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 in the damages. And also, Forrest will pick one day a week for the next month that he gets to park in Polly's spot. Those are the damages that we are seeking. We feel that this is fair compensation for the outlandish accusations made, unsubordinated and unsupported outlandish it's accusations. The def- First of all, the defense did not inform me this was happening, so I did not get a chance to collect evidence. I'm- and second of all, all I said was, do you think... Forest could get into Lemoyne, well, and I put that question out to everybody. You did it's, say it in a negative tone. Yeah. So thank you, Mr. Ghostface. I say everything in a negative yeah. tone, <laughs> if I may. Well, do you think so and so is a rapist? And you put that out on the radio. It's not, is that not defamation of character? Yeah. Thank you, Your Honor. Mm-hmm. As the example, thank you, Your Honor. I don't know if I really want to case. be a part of that. Yeah. Right. Uh, <laughs> I'm not touching that. Like yeah. if I go, if I said to Daniel. <laughs> There's no chance Polly doesn't have herpes, right? Like, the way I say it, I'm saying you don't have herpes, but the way I'm saying it. Well, let's use an example that's out of Atlantis, actually. Let's not use something that... Anyway. Now, Mr. Boudicca, in preparing this case, did you... You knew his last name and everything. Of course. It's right in front of me. Oh. He can read. Did you? Yeah. <laughs> Did you happen to pull audio from uh, yesterday's show? Of course not. That would require him to do his job. Your Honor, why would my client support Mr. Sebelius? I I would ask. I would ask this to be stricken from the record. Well, Your Honor. to be fair, Mr. Sebelius was blindsided by this. This chart. is an ex parte proceeding, Your Honor. Ex parte meaning without warning. So I'm sorry. This is in in, con- in contention with a case that was already seen on your docket yesterday, sir. You know, I'm going to offer a continuance in this case for 24 hours. No, I don't want to do this anymore. He wants to try it now, Your Honor. He wants to take the stand now. Are you willing to take the stand? Do you swear that everything you were about to say is the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth? So help your mother? I asked the question, (laughs) do you think Neil could get into Lemoyne? No, that's not what you said, sir. Allow me to do a pinpoint impersonation of what you said. I'm going to allow it. Do you really think that Forrest went to Lemoyne? The direct inference in your your take on it. I said could get into. I will go to a neutral witness and I will ask Mm. for a ruling, uh, a sidebar, if Mm. you will, from Mr. Grossman. Do you feel, Josh, that Paulie's statement was inferring that it was ridiculous to think that Forrest Gump went to Lemoyne College. I will agree with you on that. Can Thank you, you so much. Can you spell Lemoyne? See, and you hey, you're just burying your yourself more. Your Honor. Your Can you please? Oh, I'm going to allow it. Your Honor. <laughs> Thank Can you. you spell Thank you, Your Honor. Can you spell Lemoyne? L E space M O Y N I E. That is incorrect. <laughs> <laughs> Your Honor, we never claimed he got a degree. <laughs> we never claimed he got a degree, Your Honor. There's an obvious Please reason. Please tell this me is he a- was kidding. And finally, <laughs> Your Honor, Your Honor, he did not attempt Lemoyne. He did not attempt the Indian, the Indian University Lemoyne. Mm-hmm. And there's care. a reason Here. why he transferred to Cayuga. I will give you a $25 gift card to Tully's. Tully's 25 gift card and your spot one one no. day a week. Your Honor, we're asking for a ruling on no, the spot. Um, we, do we go to... I'm going to throw this case out. I'm going to throw this case out because of a lack of audio evidence that ought to have been prepared ahead of time. But Did we you prepare a, it, Neil? But we have a witness. We have witnesses. Eh. Your Honor, I'm going to ask for a continuance. 
No. The, you're, the honor's right. I am pretty drunk right now. So. <laughs> <laughs> Were you drinking on the morning show? Oh, that's, God. that's not far-fetched. Uh, no, it's not at all. No. I'm going to ask for a, a continuance. <laughs> Uh, uh, for us to listen to the audio evidence and have no. it, we're asking we're asking for a continuance, Your Honor. No, twenty four hour hold and back tomorrow with it. I'm not here hours tomorrow. tomorrow. Good, you can't defend well, yourself. Well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's even better. You're really not doing a very good job right now defending yourself. I so. just made another plea deal. I'll give him a twenty five dollar Tully's gift card and the parking spot twice in one month, two times. Yeah, okay, you can have it tomorrow while I'm out of town, and the next time I go out of town. <laughs> That's fair. Is that a deal, Your Honor? Is that a deal? You're on the case. Sorry, I besmirched your beautiful brain. And 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 and, I think, in fairness, I would throw this out to the court to consider a public apology on the radio. No. Also, also a hug and kiss. Yes. No. With tongue. You got a tongue. (laughs) No, no tongue. Friendship. But a a friendship hug and an admission that you were wrong. He went to Lemoyne College. All right, I'm wrong. Come here. Come here, Gumpy. Oh, let's go. Go ahead, Gumpy. You got to give it a heart. Take your medicine. Listen, just pretend he's Odell. You dragged the Boudicca <laughs> name through the mud. That's right. Oh, that's right. Right there on Facebook. Look at that. Beautiful huh? feed. Wow. Beautiful. Strong. Oh, you have herpes now. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Poor Forrest. That was lovely. Forrest's you know alma mater lost by how many points last Lemoyne? night? Lemoyne. 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 Oh, sorry. I apologize. Lemoyne. I'm no longer a dolphin. <laughs> I'm a mermaid. <laughs> the a Cayuga do- mermaids. <laughs> They're dolphinies. Mm-hmm. Well, that was classic. Um, I don't think he was kidding when it came to spelling it. No, I don't. I think I think he just threw in the IE, and there you have it. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's go to an early break. We're going to go back, and we're going to play So What? And we're going to talk about, uh, or do you want to talk a little more now? You want to talk about uh, uh, the the meeting with the great one? Sure. You want to get that? You want to get a little of that out of the yeah, way right now? We got time. We got nothing but we got nothing time. We, we got, got nothing but time. We got tonight. Who needs tomorrow, baby? So I go take the meeting with the great one. Okay. And uh, and I got a phone call with the volume up. It's mm-hmm. uh, you want to take the call? No. <laughs> no, I don't. I was going to take it. Um. So I go with the great one, and, and here here's the gig. So uh, you know, at it, he's a. You know, there's guys that you play cards with, and they just don't go in on any hand until they have, like, kings or better. You know what I mean? Like, you know, you're playing uh, um, Hold'em, and you just know after playing with a guy for a couple hours, if he goes in, he he has a pair, you know, or he has something pretty. He's got ace-king suited or whatever. And after a while, every time when he flips over his cards because he goes deep into the deck or he goes to the final the final card in the final bet, and you look and you say, oh, yeah, he had king-king, ace-king, ace-ace, queens at least. That's Ed. You know, that's Ed. So when he looks at the show, his notations are, you know, for me to put money into the show, I have to be able to, and here's the oxymoron recording, I have to be able to see that the show is bearing fruit. And and right now, because of the way they monitor the program, unlike the other shows, ESPN is not monitored by an agency that you can say, this many people are listening to your show, this many people are downloading your show, this many, we, we're not able to monitor that. Now, if I go by the number of people that come up to me constantly and tell me yesterday, even this morning at the gas station, I love your show, I listen to your show, the guys that were in Josh's studio, Stuck around because they wanted to say hi to me because they listened to the show. So I get a lot of that, but unfortunately, I can't put that on paper to go to uh, prospective advertisers. Um, you know, so we've worked out something that we're talking about now going to two hours. Um, we're not going to leave the studio. We're not going to spend money and knock things down and do stuff. Uh, the TV end of it is mine. So we're going to figure out whether or not we 
monetize this in one way, but one of the things that we definitely need to do, and I've been meeting, you know who's really smart is Carrie. She's a really smart lady. Mm-hmm. And so she's going to be much more involved with her uh, promotion. Uh, and we're talking about how we can get someone to, because if I look at this, like I look at a TV show or like I look at movies, and to me it's business. It has They're, they're very similar. Um, one's with a microphone, one's with a camera. So how do we make our shows, and I mean everybody here, I mean, the morning show that Joe does. I mean, Josh's morning show. We do not, in my opinion, have an organized social media complex here. And we need that. We need a page that you can click on to that there's so, so for Galaxy, if it is, or, you know, the Daniel Baldwin show should have its own page where you directly click that and download the show. So I can tell advertisers. Now, either there's two choices to do with that. You pull out the commercials that are on Galaxy. Or you go to them and say, we're getting 1,500 clicks a day. You need to pay X amount of more dollars. The chances are it's probably better to remove the commercials, edit the show, make it a tight you know, 40 minutes, and then sell that advertising space based on your clicks. So I'm not sure how Galaxy wants to do that, but I think that's the, what, what most, when you look at Jim Rome and you look at the people that make a lot of money doing this, including my own brother who has a show that he podcasts, now, add into that, I think that if we do some s- certain things, minor things in this studio, um, that will have to, they have to be removable because other shows aren't going to be our show. Um, you add the visual component to it. I think people like to watch it on Facebook. I think you're giving it away on Facebook, and I'm not a fan of that. But for now, to, to the number of people that are going to come on and watch it on Facebook, the question is, how do we record it and then have individual shots of us? And on at least a weekly basis put or a daily basis put a shot. That would require an editor that does it on the fly, gets it done right after we're done and posts it up. That's an expense. So if it's going to be that we're going to be the ones that incur the expense, well, then I'm going to be the one that incurs the profit. So I'm not sure. Um, it doesn't seem like that's something that Ed is interested in at this time, but I think he's interested in how we monetize the podcasting part of it because he's gotten confirmation that there's some low-hanging fruit at every level here. The, the, the weight of the fruit and the size of the fruit may be dependent on the popularity of the show. But it will also help us to be able to go back and tell advertisers, I don't think you get it. Our show is being downloaded by, and our viewership on, on, the, on the TV part of it is quite high. So... Um, I'm, I, there's a new system he was talking about about uh, um, that monitors. It's uh, was it ESA something or? Well, ratings, yeah, yeah. Eastland, yeah. yeah, yeah. So I think he's looking into that now and how to, you know, it's kind of a maverick, you know, when it comes to this stuff. He's he's going outside the box to other people and saying, you know, this old system may not be the way to go. This might be the way to go. So it was an interesting meeting. Um, uh, I would like to start to turn around and do a couple of things. So we talked about, well, what if somebody underwrites the whole show? I don't know that that's realistic to do, you know, the, you know, you know Vinny Lobdell is a good friend of mine, great guy and has an amazing product at IntelliPure. It's a, an, air, an air filtration system that's the best in the world. And they make it right here in Pulaski. I don't know how many of his fresh, his air uh, purifiers he's going to sell in the Syracuse market. So I'm not sure he's a candidate to do a whole week and want to sponsor and call it the Daniel Baldwin Show by Intellipure. But I think when you look at some of the bigger players in town, you can get them to sponsor one whole day. So Monday's their day, and they send their – and we incorporate that guy into the show. Let him come in on Monday and do a segment every Monday. 
That company, you know, let's take a look at one of our good friends. What about Jim at Pathfinder? That guy knows sports. He knows what time it is. He's a loyal fan. And Pathfinder is a a benchmark of this community banking-wise. So we might get Pathfinder Monday, you know what I mean, and have have Jim come in. He does one segment. We could get Wildcat. But then you sell them the whole day. You know, they buy a package of, of advertising space, and they come in and they sponsor the show for that day. I love that idea. I think we can sell that idea. I think we can get people to pay the money to have it be their day on ESPN. And then you have to give them certain rights. They can lift it and put it on their their social media. They can let people know that, hey, listen on this day. It's our big day. That's how you grow this thing. You know, there's there's one of the things I learned from the, from the movie business, and that's um, uh, terms and conditions. So when you put – how many times, Joe, if you're going and you're looking at uh, uh, following – some some uh, show that you like, mm-hmm. and it has a terms and conditions box. Do you read the 19-page terms and conditions, or you just slash it and do it? Slash it and do slash it. Slash it and do it like 99.9% of the people. Do you know that you can put into the terms and conditions that the minute you slash yes, you are immediately opening access to all of your social media to this site? Mm-hmm. So I can say that all of your Facebook friends immediately become my Facebook friends, immediately follow me on Twitter, immediately have me on Instagram, immediately have, and you can, on Snapchat, you can put it all in one box and they go, yes, and boom, you've just enhanced your viewership by 10,000 people or 5,000 people. You do that 300 times, and suddenly you look down and your show has on Twitter 45,000 followers. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's amazing, the metrics of it and how, and how it works out. So we need to do things like that in order to build this show into what I think it should be and what it could be. And I'm going to go ahead and spearhead that. We have some very talented people here at Galaxy. Ed was very careful over who he hires and puts into um, um, the positions that he does. And so I'm excited. I'm excited about where we're going. We're going to go to a two-hour show. We're going to dominate, and we'll eventually take over Levitard. We will take his spot. I think we'll probably bump them off the air. Well, if we go to two hours, they're not on in Syracuse at all. <laughs> well, well, no, no. I, I think I think that what's interesting to me is to listen to the number of Levitard f- followers. The fact that we were trending on Twitter overall with the uh, is the Nostra Daniel segment the best thing in all of sports radio? Which great, you know, I'm, I'm not greasing myself. There's lots of really great stuff on the radio, but the fact that they put that out and it got the number of responses that it got started op- opening my eyes of, hey, are we selling ourselves short here? Because I've been saying that all along, and now I think maybe we are. And so we're going into week nine tomorrow where we're back on Levitard with our segment. He's back on the show. I've written my quatrain. I'm ready to go. I have my picks, and we'll dominate again. All I care about are those picks on the board behind you, buddy. That's all you care about. Yeah, that's our Texas Day Brazil lunch. <laughs> I, want the, I want those steaks, bro. Wow, you're going big on me in Texas, Dave Brazil. Yeah. Is it, is it, was it loser? But you know what I want to do? I just wanted the last, want to come down to the last week for who's in last and has to pay. I don't want Neil I really don't to care. have to buy. Yeah, Neil has. Oh, you know what's going to happen? He had to sell his car. He couldn't <laughs> if, if it ends up being Neil, gonna I'm going to be the one that has to yeah. put the money up. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be carrying Neil like a piano up a five-story walk-up for the rest of my life. Oh, Neil's attached to you for the rest of your life. <laughs> I, know, I just yeah. I love Daniel. <laughs> I dropped out in the morning so I could spend time with you. <laughs> oh, my goodness. You want me to move into the guest house? <laughs> <laughs> I'll be your Kato Kalen. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Very topical. Oh, I know. Thank you. Uh, which means i got to go chop someone's head off. Oh, hey, now. Allegedly. Jet, mm. But also, really? Oh, Bobby, yeah, okay, sure. Ah, oh, I love Forrest. <laughs>
Let's take a break. Come back. Take a Do break. so what? Play so what? This uh, great hour of the Daniel Baldwin Show brought to you by Cam's Pizzeria. I'm so excited. It's time for. Uh, um, I just can't hide it. I'm about to lose control and I just can't. Uh, um. So what? It's unlistenable radio. <laughs> you understand the me? Daniel Baldwin Show. Hey now, bring it, Josh. So what? Brought to you by the Wildcat Sports Pub in Camillus. All the games. Pizza, wings, and some really great food. Wildcat Sports Hub voted best sports bar in Syracuse by the Syracuse New Times. Wildcat Sports Pub. Uh, Gump will begin drawing our logos here as we have a Raiders 49ers matchup tonight. There's your retro 49ers logo, the San Francisco 49ers. And then here is your Raiders logo. I can't wait. There I is can't your wait to see the Raiders. Raiders logo. logo. All right. What a turd of a game. Yeah, we're making picks on this one. We're making picks on this one for sure. A day after reinstating their coach, DJ Durkin. This is unbelievable. Maryland fired DJ Durkin. And on the short list to replace him, one Dino Babers of Syracuse. Wow. Who put him there? A lot of people. Yahoo Sports, Syracuse.com. There's been people who are saying, if you're looking at head coaches, this is who you look at. So, so well, that's not a so what, but as I look at Maryland... And can you pull Maryland's record up, uh, their opponents this year? After what they went through, I don't know who would want to step in well, and take I mean, that job I mean, over. When, when I was younger, um, Maryland definitely— Maryland's 3-2 and two in conference, 5-3 and three overall. Which isn't bad. But they play—who did they play, Paulie? Ring, rattle off who they've played. Uh, Rutgers, Michigan, <laughs> Iowa, Illinois, Indiana, Michigan State— I mean, it's a Big Ten schedule. That's a that's Ohio a, State. That's that's Penn a, State. That's, that's, a a, that's an upgrade. Yeah, that's an upgrade coaching wise. I mean, you're All playing right. against uh, five teams right there that are in the top twenty five. Five. Yeah, but it's well, Maryland's no, no. a lateral move. I think they're going to give, be able to give more money. But well, wait a minute. Wait, 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 wait. So if Coach Babers could get Syracuse's schedule to play Michigan, Michigan State, and Penn State. Next year, would he do it? He plays Florida State, Clemson. You know, okay, he's well, in one of the toughest divisions in college football right now. Do you think that playing in the ACC is tougher than playing in the Big Ten? Uh, on a that's a year to year basis question. Really? Yes, absolutely. Well, besides they're in the toughest besides division. Florida State and Clemson. Who are you going to put in the same conversation that you put in? Well, every year there's someone else. NC State's always ranked. Louisville's normally not a turd. So if I was to, and, and by logic, this is an interesting subject. So if you throw out Michigan, who's number five, and you throw out Ohio State, who's number nine, or, or Penn State, then that means what you've got left is Michigan State, Iowa, uh, and uh, um, Iowa, and, and, and Ohio State. <laughs> You're going to compare that to Wake Forest, Boston College, and NC State? It's a year-to-year basis. You know, my point to you is it's not a year-to-year basis. Yes, it is, because Clemson and Florida State are going to be top 10 teams okay. on a so year-to-year like year basis. So like I said, throw out the top two in each division, which will almost every year be Florida State and Clemson, which are both nationally, certainly Clemson, right up there with the basketball. When you take off the first two and do the rest of Syracuse's schedule— that means they're going to get the gimme week of Illinois, but they're going to have to face Ohio State, Penn State, Michigan, Michigan. There's clearly the Big Ten is a tougher division than the ACC. Clearly. All right. Well, 
It's a, it's a, it's a, I, I don't think it's necessarily that clear that the Penn, that, uh, Iowa is going to be ranked every year. No, or, no, but, but, but Penn State, Michigan, Michigan State, um, and Ohio State, those four have many years been in the top 10 together. Four teams from one division. So, I don't know. Some of the points they bring up to why Dino Babers would be good at Maryland. When he was coaching at Bowling Green, he beat them 48-27. to He's been able to get Syracuse in the national rankings for the first time in 17 years. His offense would give Maryland a much-needed identity, and he's very successful at recruiting. Well, we talked about this after Coach um, upset Clemson here. And I said, if you were going to run... Now was the time to sign with somebody. And, and, of course, they had a kind of a breakdown and they lost you know, several games after they upset Clemson when they were number two in the country. Um, so, again, the, the MO of it is, do you want to be a Terp and do you want to be there? And is this part of where Coach Babers you know, has come from, where he went from, I think it was you know, northern Illinois to the Toledo Mudhens to now into the ACC and made them nationally ranked. Has the has the the message and the, and the desire for him and his family? And this is a personal question for Coach. I doubt he wants to field this question mid season. But if again, if he did what what we think he very well might do, which is most probably if he played ten times against Notre Dame, he's going to lose more of those than he's going to win with the team he has right now versus the team that's on the field for Notre Dame. So let's count that for argument's sake. Not that we can't beat them, but let's count that as a loss. Does he win out against Louisville? Does he beat Boston College? And does he beat Wake? I think he can win all three of those games. So if he wins those three and goes nine and three, does that make him a candidate to be the head coach? Absolutely. He's in the conversation then in Maryland. And I think people that are looking at the schedule probably don't care if he loses two of those games and, and he comes in at eight and four. Um, he has taken this program, and, and now you're starting to see the fruits of his labor. Is it a stopgap to go to another program? The more interesting question here is, would most people consider going to Maryland and playing that division and upgrade? I for sure think that from a intercollegiate football s- standard, Maryland not Maryland is better than Syracuse, because I think if Maryland played Syracuse, there would be a hell of a game. Um, but is that division... You know, the next, the, the top five of that division on average versus the top five. So if you look at the top five in our division last year, it's Clemson. And then after Clemson, maybe last year was Florida State? No, not last year, but I, I think NC State is okay. always going to be decent. And so, right. So, so take throughout the first two, if NC State 10 years in a row plays Penn State, Michigan, or Ohio State, who's going to win that game? But Florida State's going to come back. Like you were acting like Florida State is a. Well, that's right. And, and here's another question: Do you go to Maryland to get your ass kicked by those teams every year, or do you stay in, in the ACC where you only have to beat Florida State and Clemson twice a year? Well, I'm not sure what his goals are. He's Coach in a Power Papers. Five con- conference. There's no question. Yeah. It's a great. Co- I, 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 please don't I'm misunderstand not, what I'm, I'm not saying. Trying to defend the conference. I'm right. just saying. I'm saying that week in and week out. If you look at the national rankings of the top 25 college football teams in the last 10 years, there are more top 10 and more top 25 teams that play in in the Big Ten than play in the ACC. For sure. That's not even an argument. That, that There's sometimes in the Big Ten six teams in the top 25. 
and and four in the t- three or four in the top ten. Right now, there's how many in the top ten? We have Clemson, and that's it, right? We have no one else in the top ten. Uh, I don't think so. I have no. no. So that now, if you go to the other side, we have Michigan, Ohio State, uh, Penn State. There's three in the top ten. Thirty percent of the top ten in, in college football are occupied by that division. It's kind of a no-brainer. But but again, I don't know what he wants. I don't I don't know what what Coach Babers wants for him and his family, and that's really the bigger question. Um, you know, that's part of the same thing we've talked about the, the draw of being. We've got you know John Wildhack, who's built a, a community around this university now, with uh, coming in with a mindset out of running ESPN, the the leader in all of sports. You know, and he and he's a smart man. He's a very, very smart man, John, and he's building, you know, uh, from alumni to uh, uh, a mentality, if you will, that's that's based around success is what John Wildhack is doing. And so while people believe, you know, it's kind of like that Tony Robbins thing. I remember, you know, in taking some of his classes, going to see him speak. When you talk about winning, when you talk about success, when you talk about financial success and gain, when you talk about it and you speak the same language as somebody as positive as a John Wildhack, it, it breeds it around you. It does. It's, it's, it's like a disease. It's infectious and you catch it. When you're around this guy, I went to his home, to a function at his home, and you know he's, his, his ability to articulate and be genuine and, and, uh, uh, and his kindness to meet his wife and his two sons and... You know, just you, you, you want to buy the whole package. You want to be in. So he brings that here. I don't know if you look at the history of Coach Babers, if this wasn't a place that to, to get that job at Maryland, to get. Now, to take a Maryland program and have them compete with the schools that we're talking about year in and year out will be quite a map. It would be harder than making Syracuse in the top 25 team for sure because you, you're talking about recruiting wars in regions where you know it's really hard for us to get a kid to come play. Not in basketball; it's a little different. We've won national titles in basketball, so it's really difficult to get a kid to want to come to school here. I think versus going to Ohio State. Let's face it: if there's a kid that's a tweener that lives way upstate New York on the border, up in you know uh, in the Cleveland area, you think he's going to go with Urban Meyer, growing up his whole there, life with the Ohio State University, versus a, going to Syracuse? There's also another thing that it, Maryland is the outcast. In the big in Maryland and Rutgers don't fit in the Big Ten. They're they're the school they've got to recruit against big real Big Ten schools. Well, yeah. Whereas Maryland doesn't fit in in both and I was just looking both team both both conferences have four teams in the top twenty five right now ACC and Big Ten. Yeah, they have two, four teams in the top twenty five. But the other division that I'm talking about has three teams in the top ten. No, so, it's uh, got no three. Michigan, three. yeah, one. Michigan's number five. Right, Ohio State's nine, and, and Ohio State's ten. Okay, where's and Penn State? Penn State is fourteen. Oh, they they slipped to fourteen. Yeah. So, so sorry that they lost. No, no, one. but it, they're, they're arguing what what division's tougher is ridiculous because they're both tough. And Maryland is just I I would not see Maryland as a a good place for any coach to go at this moment no uh, um, but wouldn't you have said that about syracuse university four years ago (sighs) what's the difference maryland's five and two syracuse doesn't have the baggage coming off of what just happened no no that's true that's true that's true you do we have some some identity problems there yeah yeah for longest so what 
topic ever. Good job, Josh. Let's hit a break and come back. I'll finish it. break. We'll do some more stuff. I want you quiet down, Paul. This is the Daniel Baldwin Show. Hey now, Paulie's tired. It's affecting That's why my he life. He sucks on the show, but anyway. Ooh. Hey now. <laughs> Hold on, Neil. Neil did some work yesterday. Neil did work in, yesterday. Yeah. What did he do? Hey, Paulie, I got audio for the show today. For today's show. Yeah, he's got Jim Beheim talking about what kind of candy he gave out on Halloween. Yeah, the big bars. He gave out the big bars. Let's uh, see if I can get... Wow. So, wow, who didn't do their work? Happy Halloween. Oh, by the way, I gave out candy at home, and we only give out big bars of candy. Yeah. <laughs> you also make millions of dollars. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, well, it's nice to know that I gave out the big bars. You know what I did? I went trick-or-treating with the kids, and the store was closed at my house. You know that whole leave the bowl at the door. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm on like a like a highway. I'm on the yeah. 49, so I don't think people even come by my house. But I saw a couple other houses that were really done up, and it reminded me of the houses in my. You know, there's some people when I lived in California that went to like nuts, obscene. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So my house is that old house that would be really cool to turn into like ah, you know, just fry kids. And on it's my front got line. a friggin' ghost in the window. How about so? we do a new bit on the two-hour show is Neil pulls audio, and then we have him come in and explain why he pulled it, like what he thought the reason. Yeah, this is a good one, too. You got that Quincy guy who I can't pronounce his last name, so I'm not going to even try. Okay. Committing to Syracuse. After a careful assessment and consideration, I'm happy to announce that I will be attending Syracuse University. Is he like Nigerian or something? Or French Canadian. Mm, there was something more in that dialect. There was something more in that dialect. Can I see the kid? Uh, yeah. Hold on. Um, I, I, we're not going to play guess the kid. Yeah, guess the race. Guess the country. Pull the plug on that bit immediately. Okay, what else you got? Inside? All right, wrapping up. So uh, Terrell Owens is blaming Eli for their losses. Odell can't perform because the quarterback is not performing, so they should basically replace the quarterback. I mean, if it was anybody else, any other quarterback, he would have already been replaced. Um, Who's Who are they going to replace him with? Anybody got any idea who the who's the we need Neil for the Giants backup quarterback? No, I th- I think I think th- there's some truth to that, and I'll tell you the two factors involved that change it. Uh, I'm not going to dispute Odell's assessment of Eli's play, um, but I'm going to say that if it wasn't Eli Manning, Super Bowl MVP twice, um, and uh, staple to quarterbacking the Giants for the last decade. Um, I would say that uh, he had been gone. Um, uh, and number two, I think too, you got to look at where they're at at one and seven, and you know what the the realistic probability that they're going to do. They're not going to the playoffs, so the season's kind of where it's at. I don't think you'll see Eli Manning starting a quarterback next year. I just don't see it. So um, it's sad that this. Um, is going to be probably his swan, swan song. I think he he talked about wanting to go one more year beyond this. I think they may be stuck with him one more year. Well, they might be stuck with him one more year, but I think what you're going to find is um, before the season is up, it's going to become apparent, and you'll see him doing that last home game where everyone's going to be on their feet and because he's done. He's done now. So um, the Giants, and the way the Giants will prove that is, They'll have Eli stay, which is a great thing for for the next quarterback, and mentor this kid. 
Um, I don't think there's going to be some last-minute trade to the Broncos or somebody who needs the experienced quarterback to get them over the hump. I think he's past that. Yeah, he's done. Yeah. He's washed up. So let's let him go out with honor. You know, you're not going to do anything. So the Giants going to claw their way and make a significant change so that they can go three and and 13? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, that doesn't make any sense. You'd be feeding the kids to the dogs. The Giants, not just Eli Manning, the Giants aren't very good. So um, I think think you'll see this is the end of it. You don't talk about Odell and the Giants. I wonder how Neil feels about his boys feuding, his lovers. Oh, they're I'm heartbroken. I know what? It's terrible. You just took that thing off. Where is it? Um, Go ahead. Finally, Forbes has released its list of the highest paid dead celebrities of 2018. Elvis Presley. John Lennon, Prince. Are we just we're gonna get we're guessing now. All right. I'm saying Elvis and, and Lennon are right there. Hold on, Michael Jackson. Michael Jackson oh, Michael. is number one. Michael. Prince made, is number two. Can I give you the numbers, please? Prince is not number two. Michael Jackson. Is you just want to see a photo of the kid? Is that what you're looking for? No. Oh. Keep going. Mike. <laughs> Keep Michael going, Jackson, four hundred million dollars in 2018. Elvis Presley, forty million. Arnold Palmer comes in at number three. He's got a dream named after most highest paid dead celebrities in 2018. Wow. He came in at $35 million, mostly courtesy of his conjunction with the Arnold Palmer beverage line and Molson Coors. Jeez. But but you know what's more interesting I want to know about? Hmm. Where does uh um the four hundred million has that break up in one year for Michael Jackson. Is so that the kid? A lot of it. A lot of that big chunk happens because two hundred eighty-seven million dollars of his estate was sold. Uh, uh, to, he, he sold off two hundred eighty-seven million dollars of his stake in EMI Publishing to Sony. So he had a big sale that happened oh, on, okay. under his name. But otherwise, I mean, that aside, he still made a hundred and. $23 million, $113 million. That dude's just pulling bank, and yeah. I'm over here struggling to buy a Happy Meal. Jesus, that's depressing. That's Take a lot. A quick break. That's a lot of dough. We're we way break and go to the last, so what, in the last break? I'm done. We're, we, no, we aren't going to have like 30 seconds. We give <sighs> this is the Daniel Baldwin Show. And now, all right, let's go into a single quick look at what Gump has for us. Our picks for Thursday <laughs> Night Football. <laughs> you know what? I got to say, he's getting a little better. He is getting better. He's getting better. I like that he's coloring things in. Uh, I'm not sure about the tin tin picture on the on the Oakland Raiders. Uh, uh, San Fran minus four. Who do you got? Oakland. Oakland. San Fran. San Fran. Uh, Oakland. I'll take Oakland also. I'm Oakland. alone by myself on San Oakland Fran. Oakland plus four. Catching the leader. Let's catch up to Joshy. Okay. You guys have a good uh, show tomorrow. Yeah. 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 Hey, you're going to call in? Yeah, yeah, I'll call yeah, him from I the love, road. I love when you call him from the road. Very happy. Bye bye.